I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Shedding Shame and Regret Are you caught in a loop of regret? Are you feeling weighed down by a bad decision or a careless word or a mistake? We all have these feelings from time to time, don't we? And even if we are Christ followers and we have been repentant, forgiven, and restored for a new day in God's eyes, sometimes we just don't feel it, do we? We can't seem to internalize that it's all been paid for on the cross. We can easily identify who is behind this loop of thought, and it's not God. Our adversary Satan wants nothing more than for us to be trapped in our guilt and shame. The more he can get a foothold in your thought life, and drive this point home, the more paralyzed you can become. Your witness is diminished, and he can rob you of the joy of being in close relationship with God, and he might even be driving a wedge between you and your family or friends. In recent months, I've employed a two-tiered plan of attack on shame and regret. I tap into joy and cultivate a posture of contentment. This involves diving into God's Word. Nehemiah declares in 8.10 of his book in the Bible, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Sometimes when I'm singing a praise hymn or God answers a prayer, I can feel a deep infusion of joy in the depth of my soul. But I'm working on a new approach to cultivate joy. I'm discovering what it means to tap into the strength of our truest, purest source of joy. I'm reminding myself that because His strength is made perfect in our weakness, as Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians 12, 8-10, The only permanent, trustworthy joy is from Him and Him alone. Contentment is the other crucial component I'm cultivating. That's another gift from God that comes from knowing He is our all in all. Our purest contentment comes from resting in His love and His plans. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. Join me in praying for the strength that comes from the joy of the Lord and for a tidal wave of contentment to wash over us and flatten the enemy's stronghold. I'd like to read from my soon-to-be-released book, The Vault Door, Securing Truths and Promises, and this entry is entitled, Security in the Totality of Our Redemption. From the time we are small children, we learn to understand the cycle of wrongdoing. If we are raised in a moral household, We are led by example to experience remorse. This is hopefully followed by an admission of guilt and perhaps a form of atonement, followed by forgiveness, and in some cases, a form of restitution. Of course, many people who lack moral character might provide the lip service of saying they are sorry without truly meaning it, or worse yet, not even admitting or apologizing for anything. In today's culture, though, some wrongdoing is even boasted about and heralded as a coup on the part of the perpetrators. Take 85-year-old jewel thief Doris Payne. She boasted for decades about her five-finger capers in better department and jewelry stores. In a 2016 interview with the Associated Press, she expressed delight about a brewing development deal for a film about her life. I know what I've done, she said. I'm not too ashamed of it. Genuine Christians understand the benefits of obedience and at least try to lead a life that's pleasing to God. Of course, we all sin and fall short of that goal, as we are reminded in Romans 3.23. 
We are told repeatedly in Scripture that our sins are forgiven when we go before the Lord with a contrite heart, confess our wrongdoing, and receive the grace and absolution that only He can give. We can feel remorse and shame for what we have done, but we don't need to freeze like petrified wood. When we sit in our shame long after it has reached its expiration date, we are falling victim to Satan's schemes to render us ineffective. Anyone who's been born has had their sins forgiven and their debt paid on the cross by Christ. In 1 Corinthians 6.11, we are told we were washed, sanctified, and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. When Jesus Christ replaced condemnation with grace more than 2,000 years ago, He won your battle before you'd even been born. It's important to resist the festering, lingering feelings of shame. They aren't part of God's plan for your life. He wants you to move forward on both feet, not to keep one stuck in the past. The praise band Big Daddy Weaves' Redeemed Song speaks of this very condition, with lyrics describing being bound up in shackles of our failures. God doesn't want our list of transgressions to stalk us. We don't need to be a prisoner of war. We can stop, as the song says, fighting a fight. It's already been won. The voice of shame and regret that Big Daddy Weave speaks of is replaced by the encouraging words that remind us, we are a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. And that's from 2 Corinthians 5.17. And the keys to kingdom living are, remain confident knowing you are permanently redeemed. And the doorpost is, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears punishment has not been perfected in love. 1 John 4.18 Thank you for tuning in today to His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her first two books in her Planned Door Devotion Trilogy are available on Amazon. Her bi-monthly blogs can be found at cindyyorks.com.